Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Tuesday to you. It's Tuesday, January the 26th. Man, where's the month going? Where's it going? We're just about out of here, y'all. Just about out of here. You know, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Now, today, you know, I was thinking that I was going to talk to y'all about how good the Sixers have been looking lately, about how Ben Simmons has starting to play like the Ben Simmons of old, you know, how, you know, this team... You know, one, you know, has had a nice little winning streak going on, a four-game, you know, winning streak uh, heading into uh, Wednesday's game against tomorrow's game against the Los Angeles Lakers. Nah, none of that. Instead, what I'm going to talk to you all about is how basically how the Sixers had another letdown game. You know, another letdown game. So, you know, it's it's crazy. You know, and what what I mean by crazy is it's kind of like every time you think that the Sixers have made it, they haven't. Every time. And I know Joel Embiid is a beast. I'm talking about beast. You know, Joel Embiid, the only thing that's going to hold him back from basically making MVP or being the top five or top three candidate for MVP is lack of lack of games played, right? The problem is when Joel Embiid doesn't play, you rarely get someone who can produce. Seriously. When Joel Embiid doesn't play, you rarely get someone outside of, let me take that back. You rarely get someone outside of Tobias Harris who can produce. Yeah. I mean, Tobias Harris is playing at like an all-star type level this year. You know, he is. I mean, some people are like, man, like I had a couple people tell me like, Pompey, what you talking about, man? What you doing? You hyping Tobias up for all-star. He's playing at an all-star type level. I mean, you can't deny that, right? So in this first segment, we're going to talk about last night's game. Second segment, we're going to talk about, you know, what we need to see more of from Ben Simmons. Because I wrote this story the other day, whereas he played pretty good the last couple games. But he still makes makes some of the same mistakes. The third segment, we'll talk a little bit about whatever comes to mind. (laughs) You know how I do. Whatever comes to mind is what we're going to talk about. Now, let's talk about last night's game. So, last night, the 76ers go into Detroit, and they're supposed to, like, get this tune-up game for tomorrow night's game against the Lakers, right? You're going to have the Sixers, the best record in the East, Lakers, the Western, got the best record in the Western Conference, the best record in the league, right? But, see, the problem is, you kind of knew it wasn't going to be a tune-up game based off of how the Sixers basically struggled when Joel Embiid played against Detroit. 
So, you know, so so that's the problem. You know, so since he since he struggled um with them, he scored like 33 points. Um he struggles and they win by 4. Not not he struggles, they struggle and they win by 4. So, what do you think was going to happen um when when he wasn't there, right? You say to yourself, it's going to be a tough, tighter game. And, well, it was worse than the tighter game. They lost by 15. And you look at it and you say to yourself, you're like, man, Joel, his mere presence, and this is stuff that shouldn't be new to people, but his mere presence stops people from getting to the rim. He takes he takes pressure off other things. He opens up stuff offensively for Seth Curry and Danny Green and guys like that, right? Um, so let's just put it this way: Delone Wright had twenty eight points. He made four of eight threes. It was a career high twenty eight points. Jeremy Grant, a former Sixer, had twenty five points. He was three of six. Wayne Ellington had 20 points. He shot seven for 10, six of nine on threes. He was a plus 31, right? As a team, the Detroit Pistons made 17 38 threes for 44.7%. But then you turn that around. You turn that around, and you look at what the Sixers did shooting the ball. They made 9 of 28 threes, 32.1%. Seth Curry, one of the best three-point shooters percentage-wise of all time, one of the best three-point shooters this season, was 1 for 4 on threes. He shot 2 for 10 overall. A season-low 7 points. A season-low two field goal attempts made. Uh, a season-low percentage with the 20%, right? Then you have Ben Simmons, 11 points on 5 for 9 shooting. You have Tobias Harris, balling as he always does. He shot 10 for 19, 3 for 6 on threes. He had 25 points. Then you have Danny Green, 2 for 6 overall, 2 for 4. Shake Milton shot 3 for 10 for 10 points. Tyrese Maxey had 17 points. He was balling. Right? Tony Bradley had his best game of the season. He shot 5 for 7. He had 12 points, 9 rebounds. Right? He had a block. So he he had the best plus minus of any of the six. But see, the thing is, y'all, it shouldn't have been this close. I mean, it shouldn't have been a loss. I mean, you look at this, the Sixers, if they're going to be a team that contends for the title, they, they, they can't lose the squads like this. Somebody has to step up. Now, again, Tobias Harris is stepping up, but Ben Simmons has to do better. Now, again, to be fair, when they played Boston on Friday night, Ben Simmons was took over the fourth quarter. And won the game for him. He was the co-star in the fourth quarter. Now, Tobias did what he did. Tobias had a great game. But.
but Ben Simmons took over the fort. Then on Saturday, Ben Simmons was a beast in the first half. Third quarter, the bench guys came and did what they did. Ben Simmons came back and hit three out of four. Um, clutch, he made three out of four clutch foul shots towards the end. Right? But he need they need to do they need more of that. And the Sixers just haven't they aren't doing that. They gotta do better. But you know what doesn't have to do better? It's Bill Barr. For people who listen to this podcast, you all know that I love Bill Barr. I keep telling you over and over again to go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next purchase. And this time, I was smart. Like, I'm just getting back off the road. This time, I was smart. I packed me some Bill Barr with me. I wasn't going to chance it to make sure where I was at, they didn't have it. So I packed me some Built Bar with me. And man, mm-mm-mm. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to start doing that again. Like as I keep telling you, it's gooey, it's chewy, it's chocolate. Mm. And people who know to me, know this podcast, know how much I love my chocolate. But this is good for you. It's really good for you. I mean, look at this. Right now, I'm picking up one. It's salted caramel. Now, there's zero glue. Now, we're talking about salted caramel. Or 130 calories. 17 grams of post protein. And 100% taste. You can't beat that. So, as I'm telling you, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. And get 20% off your next purchase. Okay, now, wherever you subscribe to your podcast, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Podcast. This is the only podcast that covers the Sixers that comes to you five days a week. You can also follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers and on Instagram at Pompey on Sixers. And make sure you go to Enquire.com and read my stories about the 76ers. In addition to being this host of this podcast, I am the 76ers beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. So go to Inquirer.com. If you're in the Philadelphia area, you can pick up a hard copy of the Philadelphia Inquirer and the Philadelphia Daily News. And my articles were appear and on there. Now, the thing is, like I talked about Ben Simmons and I'm not trying to be I'm not being hard on him. Believe me, I'm not. Because I wrote an article about him this summer. I mean, excuse me, on Sunday. Uh, actually, it ran, I wrote it Sunday. It appeared in Monday's paper. And it was about how, you know, he's content and he's saying he wants to do all the little things. And Ben did have those two great games that I talked about, solid performances. But the problem is he needed to step up yesterday. He knows that. Now, part of his reason why he didn't is because he picked up three fouls in the first half. You know, one of the fouls was a out-of-control charge. Out of control, right? Now, the thing is, for them to be successful, he can't do those things. He just can't. You know, he attempted nine shots. You know, he had, what, 11 points. Um, but in order for them to be successful, he has to be able to stay on the floor. Now, with him out of the game, he played seven minutes in the first half. Right, but with him out of the game, they went into the locker room down 14 at the break. They were down 14 15 early on in the game, 
So when you look at that, they got out early on the Sixers, and they were basically playing even basketball after that. But when you have a guy like Ben, he had two steals, he had two turnovers, he ended up with four personal fouls, he only had one in the second half. He had four assists, four rebounds. Now he he did he, he shot one for three from the foul line. He was zero for one on threes, and you know five for nine from the field. Now the thing is, the thing that's the most glaring to me is the four rebounds, right? Because when you guy like Ben Simmons, six ten, you know he plays multiple positions. He's a facilitator. You need for him to have more. And when you look at it right now, you say to yourself, you see where Shake Milton was 3 for 10. Tyrese Maxey was 6 for 12. Tony Bradley, 5 for 7. But see, that's good because you're not expecting that. But then when you look and you see Dwight Howard, 2 for 5, right? He had 4 rebounds and he had a he was a minus 23, right? You look at Seth Curry. So he struggled. But you say to yourself, like, now somebody has to help Tobias. And that somebody needs to be Ben Simmons. Because it should be the other way around. We should be saying, dang, we need Tobias and the rest of them to help Ben. I mean, Ben is the only reigning all-NBA player on his team. He's the only reigning first-team all-defensive player. He just got a Supermax contract. He has to produce. And he did it the other two games. I expect him to do it Wednesday against the Lakers because that's what he's going to do. He's prime time against the Lakers. But he had to play perform better than he did last night. No ifs, ands, and buts. It's a fact. He had to perform better. He had to. Now, like I said before, wherever you subscribe to podcasts, you can subscribe to um, this Locked On 76ers podcast. It's the only podcast that comes to you five days a week. In addition to being the host of this podcast, I am the Philadelphia Inquirer's beat writer um, for the 76ers, I said before. And if you want to keep up with me on Twitter, keep follow me on um, at Pompeii on Sixers on Twitter. And the same thing for Instagram, Pompeii on Sixers, right? Now, I'm not really a betting man, so I can't even fake the funk. But I know that a lot of friends, I have a lot of friends who do bet, right? So there is only one place that has you covered. And one place that we at Locked On 76ers trust is AG. Sign up today for a three account at BetOnlineAG and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. I'm serious. Do that today. It's a good investment. Really good. <laughs> now, you know, I like I said, uh, you know what I really like to see more of from the Sixers moving forward? Um, you know, I, I think that I would really like to see more of um, – Isaiah Joe. You know, Isaiah Joe played in the second half of the last game. And he played nine minutes. Now, he missed two shots. He was 0 for 2, right, two threes. But at that point, you know what I mean, they put him in. It was like a tough situation. They wanted him to be a spark. 
He had one assist. He had one foul. He was a minus four. But when you look at that 0 for 2, um, and you look and you see how some other people played, you say to yourself, like, mm, you know what I mean? Like, that's par for the course. The game was over, right? But Tony Bradley really impressed me. Now, Doc Rivers says something. He said that he likes Dwight Howard coming in with that second unit, right? And so the question is, moving forward, is Tony Bradley going to be the starting center on nights that Joel Embiid doesn't play? Now, I'm here to tell you that he looked good. He really looked good. He had two blocks. No, excuse me, he had one block. He had nine rebounds, you know, and he shot five for seven. I mean, he did what he was supposed to do. I mean, he had four offensive boards. He went two for two from the foul line. He played 23 minutes, 20 seconds. Now, that would be interesting to see if he will start the next time Joel's out. You know, the thing is, it's like, you know, Dwight and Ben, the spacing doesn't really look that good because you got two nine, you got two nine shooters in the lineup that's really clogging everything up. But Tony played well. You know, he really did. Um, and I just got to see more from Seth when Joel doesn't play. You know, we have to. We got to see more from him. Because last night, see, the problem with the Pistons, when you look at the Pistons, you can, Blake Griffin, you can say that he's at the end of his career. Right? Jeremy Grant is a starter in this league. But you look at Wayne Ellington, DeLone Wright, and Mason Pumley. They're basically guys on a good team. They're, they're backups. They're rotation guys. So you look at it, but they're, they're athletic. Not as athletic as, you know, you would think, but they're a little bit athletic, right? The Sixers, typically, when they go up against guys like that, like NBA-type guys, have a skill, athletic, they tend to struggle. They do. And this was just another one of those days. You know, you know, Shake was, like I said, 3 for 10, 0 for 3. He didn't make all his foul shots. You know, Furcon was 1 for 4 and 3s. You know, he had 7 points. Um, you know, Matisse, Matisse, Matisse was 1 for 3, 0 for 1 on 3s. But he also had 2 steals. I mean, he was a plus 5. But you, so he did what he has to do. But you just need to see the Sixers, other wings, guards and wings, show, be a little bit more, show that they can compete against athletic guys. Because these Detroit Pistons team kind of reminds me of the old Sixers squad. And what I mean by that is when they were tanking and they were in the process, they played with a lot of energy because they didn't have a lot of talent. They played with energy. Now, this team is a little bit more talented than that team. But they play with that energy. They play with that dog. They they refuse to lose, even though they are taking L's. They refuse to quit. So, with that said, the Sixers just got to be able to overcome that. They do. But look, y'all, I want to thank y'all for listening. I really do. I want y'all to have a blessed day. Peace.